1 Corinthians 7, verses 32 to 40. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit, but the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. If anyone thinks that he is not behaving properly toward his betrothed, if his passions are strong, and it has to be, let him do as he wishes. Let them marry. It is no sin. But whoever is firmly established in his heart, being under no necessity, but having his desire under control, and has determined this in his heart to keep her as his betrothed, he will do well. So then, he who marries his betrothed does well, and he who refrains from marriage will do even better. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is free to be married to whom she wishes, only in the Lord. Yet in my judgment, she is happier if she remains as she is. And I think that I too have the Spirit of God. It's the word of the Lord, and I, I love this passage. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Man, Paul, what what a smunky guy. <laughs> he's like, now hold on. I have the Spirit of God. You might question that, yeah, but I yeah. am letting you know. <laughs> I love I it. I do. I love it. This is just, you know, it starts, uh, I want you to be free from anxieties. Which, like, what if we just said that to each other more often? Yeah, and, and it's like, <laughs> oh, man. like, And you really, like, begin to, like, if what Paul has been saying here in this chapter has, you know, your walls up a little bit, you read, I want you to be free from anxieties. And you begin to be like, oh, okay. Like, I guess we're through the hard part. <laughs> and then Paul is like, boom. <laughs> it's better if you, you'll do even better if you don't yeah. get married. <laughs> yeah, it's like the married the folk, they'll do well, but <laughs> the unmarried will do even better. Even better. So, Jerry, you and I are both married. That's true. Um, Happily. Happily. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so let's talk about this. Um, you know, he, he's talking about the unmarried man is anxious about, and, and you know, I think we, we have to use the words anxious and worldly in this passage, I think in a pretty careful way. Yeah. Cause I would say the way he's using the word anxious is like concerned with, mm -hmm. so not like Matthew five or Matthew six, like do not be anxious about anything, but this is like the unmarried man is like concerned about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. Mm -hmm. The married man is anxious or concerned about worldly things. Not, and I would say worldly is not like um, worldly in the sense of like, anti-godliness it's not necessarily sin it's like literally of this worldness which i think does connect to the matthew 6 where he's like talking about worldly things essentially totally. like clothes yeah food like yep. you kind of just those are things you need to be concerned yeah. with like quite literally yeah. worldly yeah 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 <laughs> and so of this world <laughs> yeah so you know i i do think we should like slow down here and, and say and there's a lot of single people a lot of engaged and dating people um, at Christ's covenant. And, you know, th there is a good dose of like realism mm -hmm. in, in saying like, when you are married, you are, you have more worldly concerns. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not like, 
you know, and when you become a parent, you have more worldly concerns. Mm-hmm. Like you, there, you, there's literally more in the physical world for you to be concerned with because you are attaching yourself to another person yeah. and creating more mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And so and you need to be concerned about their clothes yeah. and food. If you aren't yeah. actually, Paul says you're not, you're worse than an unbeliever. Yeah. If you aren't concerned, if you aren't yeah, anxious for word. them in worldly sense. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and that is like a funny part of marriage that, you know, maybe we don't talk about a lot. Um, but, you know, like when Jenna and I are, are you know, kind of wading through, like when one of us is wading through something hard, it mm. inevitably, you know, is a weight that the other person has to bear too. Yeah. And, you know, we'll have these conversations where it's like, I just feel like I'm burdening you. And it's like, well, of course you are. Like mm. when you marry someone, you are like, you are burdening one another, but it's mm-hmm. a good burden. You know, mm-hmm. burdens aren't bad. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and Paul knows this, and this is what he's speaking to here. So what are your thoughts on, you know, um, is Paul anti-marriage? Is, you know, marriage like a second-class citizenship in God's kingdom? What What are right. your thoughts, Jerry? Yeah, yeah. You know, totally, totally not second-class citizenship. I do think there's That's a relief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and others out there. Um, I do think the anxiety thing is an important like, like just like getting it back to like the fact that it's related to like responsibility that you are putting on yourself that you will you will have more responsibility when you are married and things like that over other people. Um, that's the essence of marriage is you're taking responsibility for someone when you have children together, you're taking responsibility for their lives and things like that. And so he gets at this, uh, this thing. He's like, I'm saying this for your own benefit, not to lay restraint upon you, but to promote good order and secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. And again, we feel when we hear that, we're like, Oh my gosh, are you saying that like as a married person, my devotion to the Lord is divided Mm. that because I'm married, that I don't have undivided devotion to the Lord? Well, in some sense, yes, that is what he's saying because he's just saying you have to focus on some things of this world. Like God is spirit. Mm -hmm. We can't see him. We -hmm. can't see the fullness of his kingdom right now. And you can see your wife (laughs) and your husband and the things that they need, the things that they're dealing with and working on. And so there's a real devotion you have to give to them. Um, that's, I would say is faithfulness and that does take away some of your devotion to anything else. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the basic principle here is, it's just, you have, you have more responsibility. You have a devotion to other people that is, is, uh, very serious. And so you need to realize that, Mm -hmm. um, and you need to realize that you don't have to take that on, Yeah, which I think should be an encouragement to those who are single. I mean, you know, maybe it's like feels a little bit sharp to us who are married, but to those who are single, I mean, just in a real sense, feel the freedom to know that yeah. like being married is not the essence of Christianity, yeah. <laughs> um, totally. which sometimes is what we portray when totally. we talk about it a lot, but that's because marriage is hard. It's full of anxieties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's all these burdens that we take on. And so we need navigation on how to do that in a godly way. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, just to be real, like, let's be real with, with it. Like married people are very coddled in the like mm-hmm. Western evangelical church. Like it, 
it kind of is the easy route sometimes. And, and I'm not saying marriage is easy, so like don't mishear me. But it a lot of times in church context, it's easier to gain positions of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier right. to be more yeah. trusted. It's easy to be called upon mm-hmm. for greater authority if you're married. Um, I think there's like a lot of reasons there that we don't necessarily need to get into other than acknowledging that it's there. So like, I think it's probably actually good that, uh, you know, this passage kind of chafes that like mm-hmm. cultural conditioning that we have mm-hmm. um, to say like, no, like there's, there's nothing innately more honorable or like ministry suited about being um, married. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also do want to tie it back to the reading from a couple of days ago, which starts in uh, verse 17 only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him. Right. And so, you know, and this is where we have to be really careful with, with chapter seven is Paul is is very openly jumping back and forth between the word of God right. and his like spirit of God seasoned wisdom. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that his opinions aren't valid, but it's also that like he makes this distinction of like, I am speaking from my own experience as someone who has the spirit of God versus like, this is the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so just the, the which good, basically means you're not bound to like be married exactly. or to be single. Exactly. You know? yeah. and, and so, you know, the, the word that is like presented as the word of God mm-hmm. and the command is to lead the life that God has assigned to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guess what? If no one, if, if no Christians are called to be married, then there are no Christian children being born and Christianity dies out mm-hmm. in like, you know, before like 180. Mm-hmm. So, but also like if, you know, all Christians are supposed to be married, then um, there's no one, you know, like what, what do missions efforts look like? What does Paul's missions effort look like? Mm-hmm. You know, it. we need both. And God in his wisdom assigns paths to all of us yeah and so i would say like if this passage causes a great deal of anxiety for you paul wants you to be free from anxiety right. so yeah exactly. don't get caught in the weeds just live the life that god has assigned to you and you know one day like if you're single and there's no one on the horizon then just like live zealously for the lord and if you meet somebody and um you know their those sparks fly then then you know maybe that is what god has assigned you to is the life of that person and yeah. that just requires wisdom and being um plugged into people who um can speak into your life mm-hmm. so um, yeah paul as an apostle who's like speaks with authority at the same time is totally like recognizing god is in control like god is the one who assigns which i think totally. that's so humble of him to be like look i don't assign this yeah. to you yeah um i'm speaking of what i can see and what i in my judgment would lead to greater happiness and mm-hmm. and helpfulness for you mm-hmm. but god is the one who assigns your life <laughs> and so Amen. let's let's trust him with what situation he's put us in and be self-controlled in that situation or be faithful to care for those he's given us to care for so yeah yeah all right well he's not making it easy on us but we're having to discern which is good and um, yeah so another great word from first corinthians 7 Mm -hmm. and you know just a a great reminder to continue living the life that god has assigned to you and just just be faithful to him and 
the rest uh, will be taken care of by the Lord. Mm. So we'll see you tomorrow for Jeremy Brooks. This is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.